0: I love gold! The look of it, the taste of it, the smell of it, the texture. I love gold so much that I even lost my genitalia in an unfortunate smelting accident. Hence the name, Goldmember.
1: So welcome to Trimming the Musical Fat. I'm Paul Nicholson.
0: And I'm Stephen Nicholson.
1: Thanks for joining us for the very first of our Hidden Prime Cuts episodes, where we highlight a song by a band or a singer which we feel deserve more attention, i.e. it was a B-side or an unreleased track. Today we focus in on our favourite band Queen and the B-side to their massive 1984 hit Radio Gaga, Brian May penned rocker, I Go Crazy. Before we discuss it, let's hear that very song in question. So that was I Go Crazy by Queen, which came out in 1984. Stephen, what do you think about the song? What do you think of it?
0: Yeah, well, I, I love this song. Uh, I first heard it, as you did, uh, when I was around about 10, when Dad bought the, the Radio Gaga single. Um, and I could, even at that age, I could never understand why it wasn't included on the, the Works album, which was the, the album released by Queen that year in 1984. Um, I personally think this was good enough to be on it indeed I think it's good enough to be a single in its own right so f- for me it's better than well it's, for those that don't know the singles off this album were Radio Gaga which is brilliant, Someone to Break Free which is brilliant and you've got uh, It's a Hard Life and Hammer to Fall which are both good songs I would say that uh, I Go Crazy is better than both of them. Um, and I think compared to the couple of rockers uh, on the works album, so I've mentioned Hammer to Fall, the other big rocker was Tear It Up. I think I Go Crazy is better than them both. And, you know, I'm sure the band had the reasons for not putting it on there. Uh, perhaps because the band was exploring a more, pop sound, they wanted to limit the number of rockier songs on it, um, uh, and, and and maybe they just picked the couple of rockier ones they preferred, uh, or perhaps what they felt worked best tonally with the songs that were picked, and they maybe felt this just didn't fit in with it. However, uh, having a look at the works again today, and, and having a listen to it, there's only nine songs on it, so... Mm. Surely I Go Crazy should have been on there. And I think as well, they did, they did write and or record a lot of material for the works. And um, I, know, I know this song was written back in 1981, but there was a lot of material available for this album. And a lot of it is really, really good. And again, better than some of the stuff that's on the works. And and the songs, which I think are, are very... Uh, you know, filler for me on the works album or keep passing. I knew you
1: were going to say that one. (laughs) Yeah, well, well,
0: there's two that I was going to say. What's the other one going to be?
1: Mm -hmm. Machines.
0: No, I like Machines.
1: Man on the prowl.
0: Man on the prowl. yeah. So those two for me are complete filler. And then you look at what they could have had on there. So I'll, I'll give a few examples. Let Me In Your Heart Again, which eventually mm-hmm. did see a release as part of the, uh, what was the name of the comp uh, Queen, Queen Forever. Queen Forever. Forever, yeah. So I know they yeah. the, the released that um, and I will hear more morbid remix of it. That's a really good tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let Me Live, which eventually found its way on to Made in Heaven in 1995. Yeah. Another really good tune. Love Kills, which ended up Mm -hmm. being Freddie Mercury's debut single. is a brilliant song. Uh, And another one that Freddie Mercury put on his solo album, Mr. Bad Guy, There Must Be More to Life Than This. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. um, So, yeah, there's lots and lots of really good material, which for me is better than a lot of what was on the, the work. So, yeah, it would just be really interesting to find out what their thought process was as the the selected the tracks for this. But yeah, to come back to the song, I Go Crazy. What do I like about it? Uh, I like its simplicity. It just sounds like the band plugging in and cutting loose and having a good time. I think that really comes across. I think there's a good drive to it. Uh, I love the, the break in it about 90 seconds in uh, w- before it starts to build up again with the guitar and drums and it goes into the, I ain't going to go and see the Rolling Stones no more. Ain't going to go and see Queen no more. That's great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the last thing I'll say is it's a nice short song as well. It's under four, min- four minutes. It's uncomplicated, short, sweet, to the point. Great Queen song. It deserves better. What about you?
1: Yeah, I just thought I'd do some background, mention some background on the, on the song. Mm. So, obviously, it was written by Brian May for the Works album but actually it was ultimately rejected by other members of the band. According to Brian in a 1984 interview with Faces magazine, the other members were ashamed to play it. The track has a very rock and roll feel to it. Brian describes it as rough and raw, one of my heavy indulgences in the same interview. Well released in 84, Brian wrote it as early as 1981, just like what you were saying, and yes. Brian or- incorporates the main riff into his guitar solo. And... A 1982 concert, in fact I think it was Milton Keynes, he does hmm. a guitar solo, like one of the instrumentals and mm-hmm. so that's where the riff comes from but I think I, I think it's like yourself, I think it's a brilliant song, definitely their best B-side I was actually, because the weather has been nice the last couple of weeks, I was doing stuff in the garden and I had it on the headphones and it still sounds really fresh actually and mm-hmm. it doesn't sound dated because yep. it didn't use any kind of, like, stuff at the time, obviously, is a brilliant song, but it's very much of its time, whereas I Go Crazy a, a bit like Under Pressure, I suppose, in the sense, it, because it didn't use any of that technology, it mm-hmm. hasn't dated, and uh, it's just a brilliant rocker, but obviously the other guys, it's, that's quite interesting why the other guys didn't like the song, and yeah. uh, you know, it's and it, I, I like it as well, the lyrics, it's kind of, uh, tongue-in-cheek, you know, like, don't want to go and see the Rolling Stones no more, don't want to go and see Queen no more. And uh, the funny thing is, for them, for the rest of the band, like, hating the song, they played really well on it, and, and Freddie is mm-hmm. always, his vocals are amazing. So it certainly doesn't come across that they, they don't like the song. No. Nope. And uh, it was a real hidden gem, yep. you know. You can't get much more different than Radio Gaga and I Go Crazy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Yeah, I can't understand why it wasn't on the album, but it was probably a democratic thing. I'm sure Mm -hmm. Brian would have wanted it on, but they probably said to him, okay, you've got Hammer to Fall and Tear It Up, and a co-writing credit on Is This the World We Created? Uh, So yeah, there's too many rock songs, so they chose those ones Mm -hmm. instead of I Go Crazy. But but, yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant song. And what's nice, because it it was kind of, hard to get for years but what's nice since the remasters were done and and I think the Hollywood Records remaster in America they put it as a bonus track and in 2011 and when they did the reissues for the 40th anniversary they uh, added the track on then as well so it was more readily available to the public so that's good but but very 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 good song really good
0: yeah, well I managed to track track down on eBay I caught a caught the seven inch um yeah. record. Yeah, the vinyl um of it from from somewhere uh for about £1.50 or something. So that was great. I got managed to get I go on vinyl, which is which is great.
1: Yeah. I was just gonna say there was a an article on Reddit.com and this is somebody talking about the track actually. Mm. And they are saying it's like a queen form. I would say this is likely my favourite 80s Queen B-side. I absolutely love the on the track, especially mm-hmm. Roger's drumming on the second verse and the vocal improv on the outro. I'm not exactly sure why the other members of the song the lyrics are a little ridiculous. They're about having your girlfriend stolen by Mick Jagger at a Rolling Stones concert. <laughs> but personally, I'd be much more embarrassed singing Friends Will Be Friends. My point is Queen had ha, has a lot of not so good lyrics, and I Go Crazy has enough rhythm and catchiness to overlook it. The song definitely should have made the works and it would have been the perfect, a mm-hmm. rather uninspired copy of Crazy Little Thing Called Love.
0: Totally, totally spot on on the money. Mm. That, yep, mm. I think that person's got it absolutely spot on. It deserved better. Definitely. Deserved better. So um, imagine it
1: being played live. Oh, Again, yeah. It would,
0: it would have been superb. Uh, but, yeah, it's sad because it sounds like it was very much recorded and just boom, it was obviously released to the B side and then filed away, never to be looked at or, or played again by the band. Um, yeah. but that's the thing, but you know that with bands and singers, they're not always the best uh judges of their own work, that's and funny. and you know some of their greatest things they they actively hate hate. Um, mm-hmm. Or the things throw away, and it's other people that say that's actually really good, and you should release it. So yeah, it's a perfect well, that, example of it.
1: Another two examples of that were uh, "Don't Stop Me Now" and another Bites Dust and Brian May, and Roger Taylor couldn't stand those songs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and and look how successful it became. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's sometimes yeah, when you're involved in it, you, you maybe can't be objective. Uh, and I suppose there was mm-hmm. a lot of and Queen at the time as well, There's probably a lot of uh, internal things about who got their songs on the yeah. album. So that, that'll that have played a part in it as well, I'm sure. Yeah. You wonder,
0: obviously when they went uh, by 1989 and The Miracle, they had decided to just share the songwriting credits mm-hmm. and, and obviously everything written and recorded by Queen. You wonder if that would have had any... Bearing if they'd made that decision for the Works album, i.e. they weren't fighting for their songwriting credits on the yeah. on the record, you wonder if that would have made a difference. We'll never know.
1: No, well, no, we won't. But but yeah, it would be good. Like in sometime in the future, and we'll maybe do an episode on the Works album. But it would be good yeah. if they did some sort of archive thing. Would be great, you know, all those tracks we're mm-hmm. talking about, mm. like hearing the Queen versions of them, Freddie ones yeah. and stuff.
0: Uh, we so, might need yeah. to do it, we might need to do it ourselves. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think so. One, one of the full, so. the full trimming, trimming the fat of the album episodes, I think it needs to be done. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely great song, and it deserved better.
1: Thanks for listening. If you want to share what you think about the song or provide suggestions for future episodes, please get in touch. To do that, you can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our Twitter, ha- Twitter handle is at musical trimming. You can also email us at musicalfat at gmail.com. You can check out us at www.trimmingthemusicalfat.com. Well, we've gone crazy for Queen today. What will be next? Keep subscribing to find out.